Right, praise the Lord. And today I want to speak about something that God wants us to focus on as a church, as a people. This is what God wants from us. Somehow we don't understand, or sometimes better yet, we don't understand what, he, what he's willing to do for us. But this is what he wants. And David, as he saw it, he could almost taste it. Because this is what he said. Psalms 33, 1. 133, 1. Behold how good and how pleasant for brethren to dwell together in unity. Unity. The next verse. Together in unity. This is what it says. It is like a precious ointment upon the head that runneth down, that runs down from the, uh, upon the beer, even the beer, even Aaron's beer, that went down to the skirts of his garments. As the dew from Aaron, Aaron, I'm sorry, and as the dew that descends upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord, what he does? Man, he just doesn't want to say it. He says it. He commands the blessings, even life forevermore. It's all in unity. It's all in unity. I like the Spanish version because this is what the Spanish version says. See how good and how delicious. It, like he puts a little flavor. For us Mexicans, man, that, that means a lot, you know. For us Hispanic people, that means a lot. Because we, we like a lot of taste in our food, right? We like a lot of taste. So, so the Spanish version says, I think he was, David was thinking about us. Amen. So he says, man, I'm going to put a little taste for the, for the Hispanics there. And he says, hey, look how good and how delicious for brethren to dwell together in unity. And he says, it is like the precious ointment upon the beard that runneth down upon the beard, even of Aaron's beard. Amen. So he's telling us it overflows. There's plenty. And I want to speak today about dwelling in unity. Because unity has its force. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Thank you for those that are hearing your word. I thank you for every person here together. Brethren and sisters, God, that are here to hear your word. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. There's something great about this. There's something powerful when unity is formed. When unity is formed, it brings forth power. That is the reason that un the unions were formed. Unions were formed to bring unity or else you wouldn't have got what you got. But see, brother belongs to a strong union and the union goes up and he says, 
you know what, I want this for my workers, and what's your power? All my workers, they're united with me. Isn't it how it works? So there's power in unity. So David says, hey, I see this power. And he says, if you dwell together, this union is powerful. And when I was going through this, I began to say, wow, man, this is the power of the church. Unity. Unity is the power of the church. When we unite, something happens. I don't care what opposition comes against us. We have power because our union leader, who is Jesus Christ, has never lost a battle. He's not going to lose it out for us because whatever we ask in his name believing, we will receive it, the Bible says. So there is power in Unity. That means that it is not only to come together, but rather that there has to be unity. There's a lot of people that come together. There's a lot of people that come together. But not always is there unity when people get together. There's a lot of people that come together and there's fights. There's people that come together and there's turmoil, confusion. But when the church gets together, something ought to happen. Because our leader demands that union in order for him to operate. So when we come together, ah, let me tell you something. Something happens. Because you see, we have to understand that when we ask God, we move God. See, We ask God, hey, move this mountain. And the Bible says that that mountain will have to move because we are united in creating that force that reaches the hand of God or the face of God. But we've got to be together. We want to say together. Together. We can't be separated. We've got to come together. If this church gets together, our English, English ministry is going to grow because we're going to come together. If each one of us invites someone this coming year, 2019, we're going to multiply this congregation. I believe that. I believe it. I believe it. And I know we've got people missing because of the holidays and so forth. But let me tell you something. It's all in the power of unity. And this is what David is talking about. It's the power of unity. And he says this unity, this force, this ointment runs down. And this ointment covers everything. Because that's the significance. It runs down and it covers everything. So this union ought to cover us in Jesus' name. So that, what does this mean? That we've got to come together, but not just come together. We've got to come together in unity. Someone shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Matthew eighteen sixteen tells us. And, and you read this verse and you say, Wow. What does this have to do with what you're talking about? 
But if he will not hear, take, you, take with you one or two more, that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. So he says, one person, if one person can't do it, you gather more to bring unity. That way, this will establish whatever you're saying. So let me give you the context of this, of this verse. It's talking about that if there is turmoil in the church, if there is bickering in the church, don't gossip about it. Don't gossip about it. No, no. He says, go and confront that person with brotherly love. Confront that person and say, man, you did me wrong. But that's all right. You know, if he did you wrong, you want that person to come to you, right? He's got to beg me. He, 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 you know, you know. You think that I'm going to go to him? He's got to come to me. No, no. No, no. Jesus said, no, no. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. You go to him. And you go to him and you tell him, hey, what's up, man? You did me wrong. You know, do it with a smile. Don't. No, no, no. Because sometimes we want to bully people, you know? No, no, no. It's not about bullying people. It's about going to him. He says, you go to him. Now, if you go to him, you let him know what's happening. And if he rejects you, keep the verse up there, please. If he rejects you, then, hey, call two more people who are not going to be gossipers, but are going to, hey, just, I just want you to be my witness. That, you know, my heart is clean. I'm okay. You know, but I want him to be Okay. Because listen, when someone hurts you, they're not okay. Even though they might show themselves as big, tough, and ugly, they're still not okay. They're not okay. Even though they may do, they, they may do their own talk and say, man, I did him wrong. and You know what he deserves. They're not okay. You look at them. Because when they look at you, they still see you. No, it's not about that. It's about you. Coming to that person and making him understand, you know what, I'm okay. But I want you to be okay. Because when I come to you, I want to be able to stretch your hand out, Sister Prado. I want to be able to stretch your hand, look at you at the eyes, and for you to smile at me. See, that, that's the difference. That is the difference. There won't be that much bickering around us if we did it the Bible way, God's way. But we want to do it our way. And it doesn't work that way, church. Why? Let me tell you why. Go to the next verse, brother. Go to the next verse. And if he refuses to hear them, now it's not only one, now it's how many? Two or three. Tell it to the church. I got to preach this more often, you know. Tell it to the church. And don't not to embarrass him. We got to pray for Brother Louis. There's no Louis here? No, okay. We got to pray for Brother Louis. You know, Brother Louis, you know, he's suffering with this. There's a little pride in him. There's a little bitterness in him. Let's pray for Brother Peter or Brother Louis. Okay. Listen. Tell it to the church. Let 
Let him be to you like a what? Heathen or a tax collector. Tax collector. Okay, now next one. Next, 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 next one. Okay. What does it say? Surely I say unto you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose, go back. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. In other words, he's saying, when you settle things out, there is power. Because this is a spiritual thing. When we're okay, then God hears our cry. God hears our voice. God hears our, peti our petition. Let me tell you why. Because you know how bad it feels to be without harmony with someone? Man. You know, when Sister Prado does me wrong, or when I do her wrong, and we sit at the table, the food don't taste the same. No. I have my own saying, and I say, man, if mama's happy, the food tastes good, you know? So the thing is this, but when we are in harmony, and we are in unity, man, it feels good. Huh? Because, you know, and I gave this example in our, in our Spanish service. I just went to, uh, last, yesterday I was in Puerto Nuevo. Everybody been in Puerto Nuevo? It's by Ensenada, Baja California. Man, and I sat down, everybody around me with a lobster. It, man, and them lobsters look good. You know, but about six months ago, I went to Puerto Nuevo, and my brothers were with me. We went to inaugurate, to inaugurate a, uh, an orphanage, yes. And I ate there, and I got food poison. I don't know what they gave that lobster, what, what, that, what that lobster was eating. And I said, it ain't going to happen. It happened once, but yeah, it's not going to happen twice. While everybody was having lobster and fish and everything, I had a bean burrito. Man, that was like manna from heaven. You know why? Because there was harmony there. But if I was in feud with everybody there, I don't care if I would have had the biggest lobster there was in the ocean. It still wouldn't have tasted good. And this is what the psalmist is trying to tell us. There is a blessing in unity, but it's got to be a blessing or a unity with harmony. It's got to be a blessing because there is unity in harmony. So we've got to come together. Everyone say, come together. Because why? Because there is unity. So the thing is this. We have to be united. Everyone say, united. And when we are united as a family, isn't it beautiful to sit around in your family, there in your home with all your family? Amen. During Christmas time, we had an awesome, it was in my family, amen, and, and we were there, and man, we, we had a good time. My brother was there, my sister-in-laws, and my children, my father, my sister, everybody was there, and man, we put a big old table in the living room straight across, and we were just, man, having a good time. They went home like at 3 o'clock in the morning. I told them, hasta luego. You know, about uh, 1 o'clock, I said, 
God bless you. But they stayed, they had a good time. And I went to bed secured, even though they, it was in my house. You know why? Because there was harmony there. And that's what David is saying. How good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. So now Jesus Christ is breaking it down for us. There has to be peace among us in order for us to receive the blessings of the Lord. Huh? There has to be peace in us in order for us to receive the blessings of the Lord. Unity, the quality or state of being made one. In other words, when we come together in unity, when we come together in unity, what happens? It makes us one. See, we can be married but not united. But there's a difference when you're married and there is unity. Let me break it down to you. A lot of people say, I'm married. Why? Because I got a certificate. Certificates don't give you, make you a uh, happy unity there. No, it doesn't. I've been married for 38 years. And I think I've seen that certificate maybe once or twice. I'm still married. Because what makes my marriage is the unity, the oneness. Of course you got to get married. I don't, don't. Oh, pastor said you didn't have to get married. You just come together. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I say, hey, you get married and you stay united. You stay united. So the thing is this. The paper doesn't make me a happy marriage or make us a happy marriage. What makes us a happy marriage is unity. Ah, and that's what happens when we're when we're not united, it brings turmoil. It brings separation. I cannot be without my wife. We were talking to someone yesterday. I made a big old mistake about 20, about 25 years ago. She said, let me go to Mexico and I'll be out there for a month and I'll be back and all that. You know, and I trust my wife with my life. I just, I'm not a jealous man. But the separation of not being together, that brings turmoil mentally. Huh? So you know what? I said, hey, it won't happen again. And I told her, you can, don't even ask. Don't ever ask. Amen. Praise the Lord. I said, brother, it's not going to happen again. It's not going to happen again. And I better confirm that in Jesus' name. All right. So we have to bring it together, right, church? We have to bring it together. And man, say, man this message is not spiritual. You better believe it's spiritual because I'm going somewhere right now. So it's, it's that unity that's going to make things happen, Sister Elizabeth. It's that unity because we need each other. I said we need each other. Someone shout hallelujah. hallelujah. That is the desire of our Lord. Oneness. Everyone say oneness. Oneness is the desire of the Lord for this church to be one, 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 one. Everyone say one. For this church to be one. Ah, that, the desire, that is the desire of the Lord. John 17, 20 tells us the following. When we look at scripture, I do not pray for these alone. Maybe he had his 12 there nearby. And he said, I don't pray for these alone. But also for those who will believe in me through their word. In other words, this is what he's saying. I have these here, these 12. I'm not praying for them only, but I'm also praying 
for the ones that you're going to save that are going to go to the church of San Fernando. Huh? I'm praying because it jumped from the 12 apostles all the way to the church of Jerusalem, all the way to the church of Samaria, to Judea and Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. You see what I'm saying? So that prayer blessed me there. Where Jesus was praying in John 17, he says, I do not pray for those alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. Their word. There's power. Everyone say there's power. Keep on going, my brother. Go to the next verse. Through their word. That they all may be what? All of them reaching from Jerusalem to San Fernando, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us. So now it's God the Father, Christ the flesh, the Son of the living God. The manifestation of the invisible God. Oh, he says, and because I'm in you and you're in me, I want them to be in us. To make us a unity, a strength. Oh, when I was going through this, man, I had my own blessing in my room. Amen. I was going through this in my office. I said, man, this is powerful. Everyone say powerful. Yes. That The world may believe that you sent me. Because, hey, what's going to make us believers is when we all say the same thing. Everyone say hallelujah. So there's power in unity. I said there's power in unity. There's power in unity. If there's, I thank God because my mom drilled that into my family. You have to be one. 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 Before she died, she told us. And she told me, hey, mijo, if there's something that I leave you is the power of family. If you stay united, if you stay united, nothing's going to come against you. You've got to. And today, I thank God because this last Christmas we were all there sitting. We, we all thank God for everything. Man, it's beautiful. Unity is beautiful. It's pleasant. Everyone say pleasant. Things will happen when you come in unity. What does that mean? We're going to see results. We're going to see results. We're going to receive results. Because now there's a strength in unity. When we unite, we're not uniting by ourselves. Now because he prayed, hey, like you and I are one, Like you and I are one, and the ones, and these 12, and the ones you're going to give me, they're going to, we are going to be one. Now we're not by ourselves. Now we have the power because he that was from the beginning is with us now. Know ye not that ye are the temple of the Holy Ghost, and the Spirit of God dwelleth in you, 1 Corinthians 3.16? No, let me tell you something. Now that's in us. Say, that's in me. That's in me. So what gives me strength is not Victor Prado. It's not Victor Prado. It's not my knowledge. It's not what I know. What gives me strong, what gives me strength is the power that's in me. Because we're one with Jesus. We're one with his presence. 
I've got the power to overcome. I've got the, the power to overcome. Not because of me or what I do or what I am. No, no, no. It's because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. That gives me the power. I said, that gives me the power. Someone shout hallelujah. Oh, come on. Someone shout hallelujah. Things will happen. Things will happen. Let's go to Acts chapter 1, verse 14. Acts 1, 14. These all, what? Continue with one accord. In unity. They all continue with one accord. In prayer. Everyone say prayer. In prayer. And supplication. With, with women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Now, did Jesus have brothers? Okay. Jesus had brothers. It's telling you right there that his, that means Jesus because it's with capital H. It's talking about Jesus. It's say his brothers. All right. I'm not going to, that's not what I'm preaching about today, but I just want to make it plain. So he... Is telling us they all continued in one accord, in unity, in harmony, in prayer and supplication. This Thursday, the 14th, we're going to start a revival of prayer for three weeks. Every Thursday, we're going to pray. We're going to pray. The church is going to be here uh, instead of the regular Bible study. We're going to be here for three Thursdays. Praying, praying, praying. From 6 to 7, the church is going to be open for prayer for those that are going to come. And we're going to put music here. And you're going to make your own prayer. From 7 to 8.30, there's going to be prayer of intercession. There's going to be prayer of supplication. There's going to be prayer uh, uh, of petitions. There's going to be prayer for you and I to unite together. And we're going to unite in one accord like they did in Acts chapter 1 verse 14. So now they're praying together. They're praying together. Take me to Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. Verse 8. So now, when we come to this understanding, we have to ask God to give us revelation. Everyone say revelation. Because see, it's only through revelation that, we, uh, that, that, that we're going to receive the, the, the nuggets, the, 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 the greatness of what God wants to tell us through his word. Because Jesus had told his disciples, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be, my, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem. Amen? And in all Judea and, and Samaria and unto the ends of the earth. So then we go to verse 14, and he said, they continue. So now they're praying. Now they're continuing to pray. They're continuing to pray for something great to happen. And they were united. Everyone say united. Now when I pray, the only reason that I can pray in unity is this way. The only reason that I can pray is because the Spirit of the Lord backs me up. Because remember, he says, we're going to be one. It's the Father, Christ the Son. And you're going to be with me, and we're going to unite, because we're one. We're one now. All right. So now, when we pray, 
When we pray, we know what we're praying. And when we know what we're praying, we, that gives us assurance. There's people that don't know how to pray. That's what Jesus told the Samaritan woman in John 4. You don't even know what you, what you pray for. We know what we pray for. We know what we worship. But you don't even know what, we, what you worship. But thank God we know what we worship. Amen? Ah, just follow me just for a few more minutes. Uh, ah, because they were waiting for something great to happen. Now, they were in one accord, they all were together, and they continued to pray. It was days that they were in the upper room. They were praying. So now we go to Acts chapter 2, at verse 1. 2 verse 1. And this is what it says. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all, they were all in one what? One accord in one place. Let me tell you something. That's the harmony of unity. That's the harmony of unity. They were in one accord. Now, what did he tell them? That they were going to receive what? Power. Everyone say power. Everyone say power. You know what? I love Brother Victor singing. I love the praise team singing. I love Brother Bautista singing. I like, uh, I love all these solos and, and, and the praise team. I love when they praise God. Uh, but that doesn't do it. That doesn't do it. That doesn't do it. That just helps us to worship God easier. You understand what I'm saying? And I thank God because I've got the, I think we've got the best in the, the whole valley. Praise the Lord. But let me tell you something. What's going to make the difference is when you and I learn to pray in one accord. Because it was promised. You come and you unite in prayer. And when you unite in prayer, something's going to happen because you're going, you are going to receive power. You are going to receive power. When you come together, you're going to receive power. And they went there on the day of Pentecost and they were in one accord. Amen. Someone shout hallelujah. And the Bible says that when they were there with one accord, then all of a sudden, as of a rushing mighty wind, there appeared to them cloven tongues, cloven tongues as of fire, and it filled all the house. Go back. And it filled all the house, the whole house where they were sitting. That was power that was given to them. So I'm telling you something, church. There is something great when we come to unity. We come to unity. There is power. And when we, when we go into prayer and we unite in prayer, I'm going to tell you something. Something happens. I believe if you have a petition and we come together and plead God for that petition, God is going to answer your petition. I believe it in Jesus' name. I don't care if it's your son, your daughter. I don't care if it's your husband, your wife. And if you don't have one, God can give you one. I, I, it doesn't, I, I'm here to tell you, whatever your petition is, God can answer it. I believe it in Jesus' name. I believe that God can answer it. I was hearing a message from the, the president's wife of Colombia. My wife had it on the other day. And she was saying, hey, I prayed for my husband. I didn't even know him. I was praying for God to give me a man, a husband. And God gave her not just a man. He gave her a preacher who later on became a bishop, a, a president. I'm not saying he's going to give you that and much more. What I'm saying is this, that when you ask God, God is going to answer your prayer. 
God will answer your prayer. But there's got to be unity in the church. If there's no unity, there's going to be separation. And a people that's divided will never prosper. But a people that's united, God is going to open the windows of heaven. And he's going to pour out blessings. He's going to give us what we need. If you believe what I'm saying, say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Yes, I believe it. I believe it. But we've got to believe it in unison. Because we haven't seen nothing yet of what God is going to give us. We haven't seen nothing yet of what God is going to give us. Ah, I've been a blessed man all my life. I've been a blessed man since my childhood. Uh, I've been a blessed man since I was born. My mama says that when I was born... I was born, a stillborn baby. I died in my mom's womb. When I, she gave birth to me, I was purple. I was dead already. I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be here. And the other day, I was in my office, and I was thinking of the goodness of God, and tears began to roll down my face. I said, nah, I shouldn't even be here, God. At the age of 21, I got a heart attack. I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't even be married to my wife. Because it happened before I got married. I thought she was going to cut me off. I said, Matt. I said, Matt. And I was, I was that type that, you know, I, I wanted to go deep. I said, man, you sure you love me? How much do you love me? Why do you love me? And she would get all bashful. I, I just love you. After the heart attack, I said, man, you still love me? She says, yeah, I still love you. It's been 38 years and she still loves me. So the thing is this. Hey, God's been good to me. The power of my marriage and my Christian walk is not because of how much I know. It's that the little that I know, I put it to practice. Get that. It's not how much I know. It's because the little that I know, I put it to practice. And the Bible tells me that two are better than one. Huh? Two are better than one. And a cord of three foldings, it's hard to break. So what's three? To me, it's him, her, and I. Huh? And hey, it's not going to break. When I've tried to do things on my own, I'm messed up. And she reminds me, you should have paid attention to me. But the thing is this, that when we come together, and everyone I give counseling to, I tell them, this is how it is. It's not her idea. It's not my idea. It's our idea that's going to win. And the best idea is the one that wins. And to me, the best idea is right here. It's his idea. Because it's him, her, and I that are going to overcome. That is unity. 
I said, that is unity. And could you imagine if this whole church gets together in unity, the windows of heaven are going to be opened and blessings are going to pour out because I believe his word. I believe his word. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed beg for bread. But it's in the power of unity. Power of unity. Stand to your feet, please. The power of unity. Man, when I was going through it, I said, God, I don't ever want to let go. I don't ever want to let go. I don't ever want to separate myself from you. My wife reminded me what my friend said one time. My friend said he was driving with his wife and they were going somewhere. And his wife was almost out the door. And from the other side of the car, she turned and she says, do you remember when we were courting? When we were just married, right. When we were just married, you remember when we were just married? Man, we're just married, man. I was right next to you. And everywhere we went, I was right next to you. And my friend's driving away. Don't you remember, she said? Yeah, I remember. And he said, and I've always been right here. You're the one that has drifted all the way on this side. That's what happens when we drift away from God, too. God's always been in control. He's where he's always been. Always, he has always been where he has always been. He's always there where he has always been. But sometimes it is us that separate ourselves. And God says, if you draw close to me, I want to unite with you. He says, if you get close to me, I'll come close to you. And I'm going to show you great and mighty things. I want that unity. I want that unity. Church, we got to stay together. It's going to get better and better and better. 2019 has got to be greater. It's got to be better. It's got to be better. Because with him and us, nothing, nothing can keep us away from the blessings of God. God's going to bless us. God's going to be with us. I want everyone to come to this altar. Just stand right here in this altar. We're going to come as one. We're going to come as one. We're going to come as one. I made up my mind. Believe me, I've made up my mind. There's nothing going to come between God and I. Nothing. Nothing. Because he's never done me wrong. Nothing's going to come between God and I. Because he's never done me wrong. He's always been right there. And the thing is this. I believe him for every word, every promise he gave me. I believe him. From the depths of my heart, I believe him. That he will never leave me. And he will never.
forsaken me. He's been with me through thick and thin. He's been with me in every situation of my life. He's been there. He's been with me. He's done more miracles than you will, than you will ever know in my life. Uh, I want to be united with him. He's never done me wrong. Never done me wrong. He's my closest friend. He's my intimate friend. I'm going to stay close to him. I'm going to stay close to him. Because he said then and only then, I'm going to open the windows of heaven. And I'm going to pour out blessings till it overflows. I want to see that in my life. I want to see that in my family's life. I want to see that in the life of Victor, in the life of O.T., in the life of Ophelia, in the life of Julio, in the life of Eunice. I want to see it in the life of my grandkids because this goes, this goes, Brother George, from generation to generation, from generation to generation. Because you see, I'm a witness of this. He was the God of my grandma who is now with God. He is, the, he is the God of my dad, and he's my God. He's the God of my children, and I want him to be the God of my grandkids. He's the God that never fails. I want to be united with him. And he says, the way it works, Victor, is that we have to be harmony. It sounds so beautiful. You know why? Because there's the harmony there. There's a harmony there. If I go up there and play that piano, you'll run out of here. I cannot harmonize one key with the other. Huh? But hey, when there's harmony, it's delicious. It's pleasant. It's great. God wants to bless us. Yes, it does. 2019 is going to be a lot better than 2018. I foresee that in my life and in your life. Yes, it is. Man, it's going to be better. We've got to. We've got to. Sister Elizabeth, Sister Gladys, this is what your dad believed. And he wanted this. He left you a he left you a legacy. He left you a legacy. It just got to get better. It just got to get better. He left it. When I think of men like that, like Paul, John, Peter, hey, ah, they're singing on the other side. And they're saying, hey. It's better now. It's better now. I want to be there. But it starts now. I've got to create it in my life. A unity with Him. A unity with Him. Heavenly Father, I thank you for everyone that's hearing the sound of my voice. Thank you for your word. 
Because this is what it tells me. How good, how pleasant, how delicious, how tasty it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like a like an anointing, like an ointment that flows, that heals, that brings health. Thank you, Jesus, for every life that is here. Because I know without a shadow of a doubt that you're going to work in their lives. I know, Jesus, that you're going to create for us, for us, a path of righteousness. You're going to create for us a path of greatness, of goodness, Lord Jesus. And I don't care what life brings to me, God. With you, I can overcome it all. Yes, I can, Jesus. Because you are my strength. You are my fortress. You are my refuge. Yes, you are, Jesus. These are the promises that you give me. Lord Jesus, I will never separate myself from you. Because with you, God, and your strength, I can do all things through Christ which, which strengthens me. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you. Lord, as we leave this place, this last Sunday of the year, give us that assurance, God. Give us that assurance that you will never leave us. And for us to never leave you, God. But always, God, to stay close to you. United, Lord Jesus. Keep every family united, God. Keep every family united, Jesus. I pray, God, that you unite us, God. Unite us and make us one. In Jesus' name I pray. 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 Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Jesus.
be united. Always be united to him. God will always be with us. He will not, like I said, he will never leave us. He's always there. And I thank God for each and every one of you.